And that was my song is Love Unknown. And here we go on Tuesday, April the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2019. And we're doing a Rumination Tuesday, looking at the hymn. This is the hymn selected for this uh, Sunday in Lent. And I just feel bad for those pastors who sang it last week. Hi, Pastor Mark Smith. <laughs> hey, Tom, don't you think the people, rather than listening to us, don't you think they'd just rather listen to this hymn? <laughs> uh, yes, everybody. <laughs> all three of you out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, four, because my wife listens to okay. Yes, she's Boy, it, is, it is a beautiful hymn, especially at King's College. That uh, King's College Choir boy. Yes. Oh, did a really good job. In fact, um, the person who wrote this was Samuel Crossman, who preceded Isaac Watts. He was writing English hymns much the same way that Luther did, free of scripture in the sense or the free use of the Psalms. Well, he sure hit it way out of the park with this. Oh, one. he sure oh, did. Man. In fact, originally it was meant to be spoken and not really sung. And it was later on that Jeffrey Shaw wrote a tune. It took him 15 minutes on a scrap of paper no. after he was requested to do so, and the tune appeared in 1919. Wow, that's unbelievable. Yes. And it says, once learned, congregations will thoroughly enjoy its moving, buoyant qualities. And I, it is different. It is you know. It, it, there are parts of it where, you, you know, the the rhythm is a little bit. Yes. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta watch. But but I tell you, it is just so beautiful. Man. I like the words, the irony of the words. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, like why don't you be the first stanza and we'll start right off okay, with it? Okay, gladly. My song is love unknown. My Savior's love to me. Love to the loveless shown, that they might lovely be. Oh, who am I, that for my sake, my Lord should take frail flesh and die? Now, it's interesting, the first line, my song is love unknown. What does that mean? I thought well, it is known. Well, it's known by us. Yes. But but there's a lot of people that, that have not heard it. You know, we, we need to get the, this wonderful message out. Yeah, I think it means that. I also think it's an unknown love. It doesn't uh, occur anywhere else in the world. Right, 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 right. I, uh, that's why we need to get the word out. You're yes. right. It's, it's a divine love. Yes. I mean, uh, who, who would think that the, the God of the universe, the God who made the heaven and earth and everything in it, would care about us so much that he would actually become human, take on frail flesh, and, and die. die for us? Yes, yes. There is no other God in any other religion that comes even close no. to this kind of love. No. Um, most, well, every other religion outside of Christianity, you got to get God to like you, then to love you, and finally save you. There's a process because God is the problem and you're trying to work into his good graces. Right. And Christianity is the very opposite. We're the problem. Yeah. God already loves us. That's right. So this is... I just like the way, the way my Savior's love to me, love to the loveless shown. Yes. Isn't that a great yeah. line? Yeah. While we were still enemies, Christ died for us. Yes, exactly. In order that they might lovely be. Yeah. <laughs> 
In, in fact, that's part of the Heidelberg Disputation by Martin Luther, one of his theses where he's talking about that. What God does is he doesn't give us strength so we become lovely to him. No, he does the work so that we might yeah. be regarded by him as loved right. and as lovely through faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. I'll read stanza two. He came from his blessed throne, salvation to bestow. But men made strange, and none the long for Christ would know. But, oh, my friend, my friend indeed, who at my need his life did spend. That's really, I often talk about that Jesus left his rainbow-encircled throne to come down to earth and suffer salvation for us. You know, a lot of times I have statements I like making or phrases, and I'm not sure where I got them from, but when I read this, it kind of comes back to me, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is a a similar theme. Salvation to bestow, but men made strange. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Men made strange. What does that mean? Men made strange, Uh, and none the long for Christ would know. I mean, they were made strange by sin, by the fall. And yeah. also made strange by it not making sense. Okay. okay. They made strange. Well, I, think, I think, though, that, you know, they're become, we become aliens to God through, through the, uh, the bondage of sin. Isn't this interesting? The longed for Christ yes. would know, and none of them did that. Right. The longed for Christ. Long, long promised, long awaited. But they had the wrong view of who you would sure, be. Sure, sure. Yeah, even those that uh, did Palm Sunday, which we're coming up to pretty soon, were really surprised when he got crucified. Yeah. Why? You know, I mean, this is the Messiah. You know, right. cursed be everyone that hangs on a tree, and this, this you say is our Messiah? Yes. Yeah, the Palm Sunday procession was meant for on the part of many of them uh, to restore Israel to its former grandeur, get rid of the Romans, this kind of thing. And whoever thought he'd be in the grave for three days. Oh, I know. Well, remember those disciples on the road to Emmaus. They had even heard about his resurrection, and they were still confused. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's really strange that he died. And he rose? I don't believe you. Remember what Jesus said to them, oh, slow of heart. Yes. (laughs) Well, I like the one also to uh, Nicodemus. You know, oh, John yes. 3. Yes. And you call yourself... You call yourself a, <laughs> you're supposed to be a leader of Israel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every now and then you and I get some theology wrong and people look at us and say, and you call yourself a pastor? <laughs> three. All right, three. Sometimes they strew his way. Is it strew or strew? Strew. Sometimes they strew his way. And his sweet praises sing, resounding all the day, hosannas to their king. Then crucify is all their breath, and for his death they thirst and cry. There you've got the uh, the Palm Sunday, the irony of Palm Sunday, how they welcome him with hosannas, and uh, five days later, of course, it's not probably not the same group of people. Well said, but it's, uh, but, but it's, it's still human beings. It's still Jerusalem. Yes, yes. And I'm sure those who said crucify, crucify were amazed to see this individual coming in and palm branches, riding on a donkey. That was King David going into Jerusalem, by the way. Right, right. You know, rode a donkey and palm branches meant 
royalty yes and such and so human beings on the one hand had these two different responses reactions hosanna on sunday and crucify on friday and for his death they thirst and cry uh, that's also because they were paid by the pharisees to tell lies at his court etc why is it so important that it not be the same group of people why, you know, I I hear that that oh it wasn't it wasn't the same group of people that said Hosanna that later cried crucify. Well, I I understand that I accept that, but why is that why is that deemed to be important? I mean, can't we be can't can't we sinful human be, beings be uh, ambivalent and can't we can't we change so quickly like that? No. <laughs> all right, going on. I caught you flat-footed there, Tom. No, no, not at all. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that your son is in a car accident and he's near death and you pray to God and the doctor comes in and he says, we don't know what happened, but he miraculously has been restored. Yeah. Would you be able five days later to say, crucify Jesus? No. Those people from Palm Sunday, it says, were from Bethany, where he had raised Lazarus ah, from the dead. Excellent point. Yes. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Once in a while, once in a while. Once in a while. The, the, we... the, the clock is uh, right twice a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clock that's not it's moving. That's right, yes. <laughs> oh, you better start moving. Okay. Uh, why, verse 4. Uh, why what hath my Lord done? Why what hath my Lord done? What makes this rage and spite? He made the lame to run. He gave the blind their sight. Sweet injuries, yet they at these themselves displease and against him rise. Now, how can someone possibly be displeased that the blind receive their sight and the lame are able to walk? Do you remember the reason for that? Because, remember, the lame, the blind, the Gentiles, the women, the children, they were outside the temple proper. They had their own court. Uh-huh. And therefore, it was a teaching of Judaism that people were lame and blind as a punishment, as punishment from God. As punishment, right. So what was Jesus doing? He was taking away their punishment. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He was contrary to God. You think that's what's meant here? I'm not sure that Samuel Crossman understood that, uh -huh. but that's certainly clear from the Bible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, remember, he healed a guy, and what did they argue about? He yeah, did it on the... Sabbath. Yes. Good point, good point. Yeah, sweet injuries, yet they at these themselves displease and against him right. Yeah, you're right. They didn't want him to heal this man with the withered hand on the Sabbath. They didn't want... No, that's not right. You better be... Careful here, Mark. That's twice the clock. Stop, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll do five. <laughs> okay. They rise and needs will have, my dear Lord, made a way. A murderer they save, the prince of life they slay. Yet cheerful he to suffering goes, that he his foes from thence might free. Yeah. There's the, there's, he's. Mm -hmm. Condemned to the cross, and Barabbas goes free. 
The murderer. And, and he gladly goes. I mean, he... Now, that's what he came to do. I mean, that's this is the the pinnacle of his earthly mission is to go to the cross for for all mankind. The first time I sang this song, verse five kind of stopped me. Yet cheerful he to suffering goes. Where is that found in the Bible? Well, let's see. Um, I I seem to remember he said, "I have longed to eat this Passover with you," and I and right. I think he said that. I think he said that because he knew what was awaiting yes, for him. There's no doubt about later that. Later that night and, and on the morrow. Just reading the Old Testament. There's another word that could be translated as cheerful, but it's not, and is found in two important places joy. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. The lost sheep. Oh, oh, for joy. He hoists that sheep yes. up on his shoulder and says, Come rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. And remember what it, what that symbolizes by putting it on his shoulders. He's taking our sins uh, to the cross yeah, yeah, with yeah. joy. With joy. Right. The other place is Hebrews. Yeah. For the for the joy set before him endured the cross. I knew you despising knew it. the shame. <laughs> yeah. For the joy set before him. Yes. Right. Isn't In that, fact, that's what I. Isn't that what? Isn't that what the angel strengthened him with in Gethsemane? Is showing him the the joy. Of redeeming this whole lost world. I'm not sure we don't want you, to get don't you into think that's that. Why, don't you think that's why he? Don't you think that's how he strengthened Jesus? Okay, Jesus says, "If it be Thy will, remove this cup." Mm-hmm. And the question I had in a recent sermon is, he had already planned from the beginning of the world to die. Why right. is he asking it to be removed? Well, he's tr- truly human, and he's thinking too. On the morrow, my Father is going to have to forsake me. That's what he dreaded most of all, is that his that own may be dear true, heavenly father but would would forsake him on the cross. He even said to his disciples, it is necessary for me to go to the cross. Yes. Then why is he saying, remove the cup? Oh, because he's true man? I mean, he, No, no, that would put I mean, him in a, a sinner position. No, 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 because he's true man as well as true God. When and God makes a promise to me, I don't ask him to break his promise. No. Right. Okay. Okay, great one. I have not the answer. <laughs> Open our minds and hearts to the truth Here's of Tom what I said. He says something else to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, that his soul is near... Sorrowful unto the point of death. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's what why. He's asking for the hour to be removed is the hour in the garden where he could have died there. Ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And if he had died there, you and I would be going to hell. Yeah, because, because he, he had not fulfilled it. Right, right. And the father answered his prayer by sending him in. An angel. Yes. You think that's it? You think that? You think that's yes, what Jesus I am, was? Yes, I'm convinced of that. That God strengthened him. He was him. sorrowful to the point of death, and, so, and, yes. and he was praying that the Lord would uh, enable him to get through the terrible sorrow of the Garden, Gethsemane. And so that you made would, the point that he was thinking about separation from the right, Father. Right, right. That put him near death. Remember, he was. Sweating as of like blood. Yes. Yeah. Oh, extreme stress. And oh, the physicians tell us that that is entirely possible, but it's only under the most extreme stress that people will sweat like drops of blood, and they could die from that. Yeah. And the devil would have been victorious. 
And so what the Father did, I made the point, did God the Father ever forsake Jesus except at the cross? The answer is no. No. Therefore, he didn't forsake him in the garden. Right. He sent an angel to him. Right. Exactly. And that word hour sometimes can refer to the cross, but a lot of times it's used to refer to the immediate moment. Right, right. Like, uh, what did he mean by Satan, this is your hour and the, and, the, and the power of darkness? Well, there he's referring to the fact that the soldiers come and arrest him. Uh-huh. And now it becomes yeah. Satan's hour, so to speak, there. But there's a good example that Satan's hour wasn't just a cross. It was the arrest, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, the Remember when he is tempted by the devil, we only know of three temptations. There were 40 days worth of temptations. 40 days, Those right. were only the last three. That's right. And then it says, and the devil left him until there was a more, more opportune, opportune time. time. That's right. And so there were a number of times. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. Stanza six. Okay, I got a couple questions here. In in life, no house, no home, my Lord on earth might have. In death, no friendly tomb, but what a stranger gave. What may I say? Heaven was his home, but mine the tomb wherein he lay. What do you mean by that? But mine was where in the tomb he lay. Okay, this words, is a that's, question. That's my home. Is he talking about my home is earth? No. Where he lay? or okay? It's a ahead. question I ask a lot about, okay, Jesus Christ died on the cross. How do we receive those benefits? Because we're not the ones who are going to die on the cross or buried in a tomb until you remember something. Romans 6. In Romans 6, it talks about baptism uh, where we are buried, buried with, with Christ in our baptism. That's what I think this is talking about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It sure makes sense. Boy, Samuel Crossman, was a, he was a deep... You know, if he, if he didn't understand this fully, <laughs> he sure wrote the Holy Spirit was with him. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I don't think David, when he wrote Psalm 22, that the Lord will be pierced in hands and feet, yeah, had any yeah. idea what he was writing about. Right, right. I remember Martin Charlemagne saying... Yeah, is that where I got that from? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I borrow everything. I just <laughs> kind of forget from whom I get it. It put well, to the beautiful words, but what a stranger gave. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea. Yes. Loaned Jesus his tomb. Yes. Heaven was his home, but mine the tomb wherein he lay. Now, that's really important that I'm laying with him in yeah. baptism. Yeah. Right. It's as Buried though, with Christ. It's as though I was crucified... And put in the tomb. Uh-huh. Because guess what's happening on Judgment Day? I'm raised. Yes. In fact, I would make a point that we're actually raised also in our Raised baptism. with Christ. Yeah. Or we're with Christ now. Yeah. We're in a different yeah. kind of kingdom of we, heaven. We walk by faith. Very well not said. Yet by, not yet by sight. Boy, that's good. Yeah. that's And someday by sight on the last day. Yes. According to Job. Right. My eyes will behold him. Yes, that's really good. And then uh, this next, and I love this. Oh, this the last stanza. I'll let you read just it. Just beautiful, you know. Here might I stay and sing. No story so divine. Never was love, dear king. Never was grief like thine. This is my friend, in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. 
Wow. Man. I don't know if you're listening to the coffee hour, but one of the segments they had on was how some people don't have friends. They feel isolated yes, yes, and yes, things yes. like that. I heard that. Yeah. And I really believe that refers to a lot of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, uh, young people who have left the church for one reason or another. This verse shows who is their true friend. Christ. This is my friend yes. in whose seat praise I all my days could gladly spend. And so our purpose as Christians is to get them to praise Christ. And the way you do that is not by answering their silly questions that they hear from the secular world, like what happens to all those babies who aren't baptized or things like that, where the Bible doesn't give clear answers. Showing him, showing them that he is their friend. Yes, their friend. Mm -hmm. And in fact, um, I couldn't believe it. But I'm doing a hymn this Sunday that actually um, has that G, that God's frown turns into a smile. It actually says that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, you know, I've been saying that. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Let's see. What hymn is that? No, I can't remember. I should have brought him uh, along with me. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that the other day myself. Yes. Um Oh, yeah. I I know what you're talking about. I wish I could think of the hymn. Yeah. In fact, there's another one that we are singing that talks about that uh, God is our our friend and is smiling at us. So there's two of them like that. Yeah. And um, that's why people are leaving the church is because they think Jesus has a frown on his face. And because of his righteousness, God appears to be frowning at us because we're not righteous. But then, because of what Christ has done on the cross, God is now smiling at us. Yes. And the proof of that is, this is my... Beloved, what? My beloved son. In whom I am. In whom I am well pleased. And then, what does he say at the transfiguration? Listen to him. Listen to him. Don't listen to the secular world or the colleges and things like that. This is an important thing to do, and this is why I, I kind of stress that to Sunday school teachers on issues, etc. It's a, a third of their students that they're teaching in Sunday school statistically will be leaving the church after confirmation. Oh, boy. That's, Isn't that something? Sad. sad. Now, some of those do return right. when they get married and have children. Right. You know, so we we can hope that that is, but you can see the importance of parents right. in you bringing children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Um, it's like the parable of the sower. You know, some yeah. get choked. Right. Their, their faith gets choked out by the cares of the world. Yes. And the cares of the world are at full strength right now. I mean, you can hardly uh, pick up. I'm just so disappointed in the post-dispatch is that rarely... Every now and then there is, but rarely do you find on the religious page anything we agree with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, they have no idea what Christianity is, and it's it's just amazing that there are ministers out there, male and female, who are speaking against God's word, and then published in the post dispatch. It's ridiculous. So, what's tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Oh, oh, it's Wednesday. Boy, oh, boy. Wednesday. It's, uh, it's of course, a Wednesday night service. <laughs> yes. Uh, Prince of Peace. Theme. And the theme tomorrow, he is the king of the Jews. 
I'm, I'm, oh, that I'm, Pontius I'm, Pilate right. wrote on his. He's the king of the Jews, right. Now, see, different Gospels say it differently. Yes. Do you know the reason why? Uh, I read no. an excellent article. Because it was written in three languages. Uh-huh, right. And each language, they actually had, okay, this is how that translation fits with the Hebrew, with the Latin. Latin, and, Greek, and Aramaic. Yes. And it was just an amazing article. So there was no contradiction. Your church at? Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, just south of the Watson and New Sappington intersection, 8646 New Sappington. And uh, uh, tomorrow night, join us if you'd like at uh, 7 o'clock. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.